Hi everyone and welcome back to Final Film. Today I'm bringing you a review of the new film Prey, which was released on Disney Plus in the UK today on Friday the 5th of August. And I'm also going to give you a bit of a ranking of my Predator franchise, or the Predator franchise I should say. So if you're not aware, Prey is a film that's been directed by Dan Trachtenberg, written by Patrick Ailson, um, and is based on the Predator franchise. It's the fifth instalment of the franchise and it's a prequel to the first film. Development of the film began during the production of The Predator, so Shane Black's film in 2018, when producer John Davis was approached by Trachtenberg and Asin with a concept that they'd been developing between themselves since 2016. In the Comanche Nation in 1719, a fierce and highly skilled warrior named Naru learns the prey that she's stalking is a highly evolved alien with a technologically advanced arsenal. So that's the Predator, essentially. Now, Amber, I think I'm saying this right, Myth Hunter, plays Nauru, a young member of a tribe whose desire is to hunt is questioned by her mother. She's rebellious. She only wishes to hunt to prove the tribe's assumptions about her wrong. So she says to him quite early on, you know, I want to hunt because you all think I can't do. At the start of the film, one of the tribesmen is taken by what they assume to be a lion, and then they proceed to hunt for this lion. There's mentions of a bear as well at some point. While we, as the audience, see the predator land, we see it sort of camouflaging with the atmosphere. We see its skin, a rattlesnake at one point as well, quite early on. And it's clear that they're aware that something is there. They assume it's just a lion because obviously if they're not aware of a predator being there or anything like that, why else would they assume that it's anything else? They know that a lion is in the area and in the vicinity. Nauru finds very large tracks in the ground. Um, she sees the, the skinned snake, I should say, and she swears that she sees lightning in trees and signs to her that mean that there's something bigger in the forest. But as you can imagine, even more so in 1719, when these people haven't really seen much other than the sort of everyday life, no one really believes her. Everyone just thinks that she, you know, she's, she's a little bit crazy. And all the men want to do when they find her in the forest is take her back to the actual village and take her back to where she came from. Um, now. Now, the film kind of extrapolates from there. It goes into, obviously, the Predator narrative. I don't want to mention too much because this film is really, really fresh, as in I'm reviewing this on the day of release. I watched, I watched it this morning on the day of release. There's going to be a lot of people who right now haven't seen it, who plan to watch it today, who probably plan to watch it over the weekend. So I don't really want to delve too much into it. But what I will say is the juxtaposition of the Predator's advanced futuristic technology and the tribe's practical of the earth resources works really well. There's no kind of end final sequence where they end up blowing the predator up, which happened in the first one and then happened again in Predators, the Nimrod Antal film from 2010. There's a very late reveal of the predator in the film as well, which works really well. Now, the film is only 99 minutes long. It doesn't outstay its welcome by any stretch. And the predator... It has a full reveal around about the 50-minute mark, which you might think is a substantial way through, and it is, but the way that they build up the tension, the way that they build up the intrigue works really well with the Predator sort of lore, the tropes that we know from having seen the franchise and all that kind of stuff. There is a lot of innovative and imaginative stuff not seen in previous instalments because, again, with all the previous installments, you have like the army, you have the military, you have the police force, you have a lot of things where we've seen people shoot at Predator, we've seen people try and blow it up with grenades, we've seen people try and use lots of different weapons, but nothing going back to sort of as 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 lack of a better word, 
basic as this. So you're talking like spears and axes and just any kind of, you know, stuff that they can use, essentially. We've not really seen that in this franchise. So it is a bit of a fresh take in that sense on this near 35-year franchise. Now, having said that, again, I don't want to spoil anything, but I did feel like there was one certain bit that is a bit of a cop-out where they, they sort of move away from this simplicity of resources towards the end of the film. It's not too much of a cop-out. It was just there was a point where I had a bit of a groan, and that was really the first time in the film where I kind of thought, I wish they didn't do that, but you might understand what I mean if you go and watch it yourself. So. Much like Trachtenberg's first film, Ten Cloverfield Lane, Prey's strengths lie in its simplicity. It's a very character-driven narrative, filled with intrigue, doesn't overcomplicate things with multiple settings, sticks to the main location so that we as the audience are then aware of the geography of what's happening and, more importantly, where it's happening. It doesn't stretch onto multiple different places. You're not thinking about where that is and where that is and where that is. It's a very tight-knit thing, very similar to Ten Cloverfield Lane, where if you've not seen that film, I recommend it if you haven't, is all set in basically a bunker and you never leave the bunker. So you know where everything is and it sets that up very, very nicely. And again, as I already mentioned, at about 99 minutes, it doesn't outstay its welcome at all. Uh, in June of this year, Trachtenberg did say that there are discussions for additional installments being developed after the release of Prey, stating that it was their intent to do things that have not been done before in the franchise. Now, I will say this. It's got a lot of positive reviews from critics. I am another one of those positive reviews. I think it is a very good film. Um, I, there was no point in it where, in today when I was watching it. Again, it's only 99 minutes long. It's not going to take up too much of your time. Where I thought, Oh, I wish this had end already. Very short, much shorter than it, you know, most things would need to be. They don't drag it out at all. It passes the time perfectly. And I think it's a really interesting, fresh taste, uh, fresh taste, fresh look, fresh take on this franchise, much more so than I thought it would be. I thought it would be a little bit of a cash-in, if I'm honest, but I'm glad that it wasn't. It's a shame that it's not getting a cinema release. I, I can imagine... Quite a few people wanting to see this in the cinema. The weird thing about this was that it did have a press screening in the cinema rather than people just being able to access a, a screener online, which was a strange one. So there are certain members of the press that saw this in the cinema. And if I'm honest, I think those people who did see it in the cinema might then have a bit of a different experience with it and might think that it's much more cinematic than maybe it is because they saw it in a cinema but again maybe that's just something that i'm maybe delving a bit too much deep into uh, one thing i did want to do before I, I i finish off the review and kind of leave it there is just because we've not done an episode on the podcast or on the youtube channel on the predator franchise i wanted to just mention it and sort of go through my ranking of it so if we start from the bottom so my least favorite of the predator films is the 2018 shane black film the predator i didn't mind it I know that with Shane Black's films, there's a lot of dark humour, there's a lot of strange humour that he tries to sort of throw in and the tone is a little bit everywhere. But I felt it was a, it was a bit watered down. Like Predator needs to be this sort of all-encompassing, um, brutal villain, essentially, this brutal antagonist. And that film didn't really do that for me. Uh, and number four, so that was sort of working backwards, I would then say Predator 2. Now, I watched Predator 2 again the other day. I'd seen it once before, I think, but I thought I'm going to go back to it. It's a very strange film. It's a very 
it's it's weird in that they decided to almost like Jurassic Park in a way, just to use a bit of a, a reference that came after Predator 2 was released. But they took Predator and they went, well, what happens if these dinosaurs or Predator was in a city? And we'll do that like they did with Lost World towards the end. But anyway, um, yeah, I thought Predator 2 was fine. Danny Glover is very good in it. You know, I think Danny Glover is very good in a lot of things. And this was fine. It was okay. It, it wasn't really anything to sort of shout home about, I think. I think I know that it's got a bit of a cult following now. Um, at number three is Predators. So the 2010 Nimrod Antel film. There's probably a lot of people wondering why I've put that higher than Predator 2. Um, again, I watched this again the other day. I saw it in the cinema for the first time uh, when it first came out. And I think the ensemble cast is pretty good. I I think Adrian Brody is a little bit shaky playing a buff sort of grizzled, you know, soldier and all that kind of stuff. I I wasn't too much of a fan of the fact that they essentially just repeated the ending of the first Predator film in this one, in that he covers himself in mud, he tries to booby trap stuff, and you know they end up catching him and all that kind of stuff. But I think it was it was released at a weird time where Hollywood were in the midst of the remake sort of factory process, in that around that time you were getting a lot of horror remakes specifically with things like Nightmare on Elm Street, things like Friday the 13th, Fright Night even got one around about that time as well. And I think this was a weird sort of, we're not quite rebooting, we're not quite sequel either, so we're not really a remake either. Didn't really know what it wanted to be, just kind of wanted to be connected to the canon of those films. It did it well with Ensemble. Again, I think the Ensemble were were kind of perfectly fine. And if anything, a Predator film needs to be Predator killing the majority of people. Um, in at number two, and I am on an about this, I put Prey. Now, obviously, the film that I've just spoken about, it is very good. And as I was watching it, I did think, is this better than the original? Is this better than the original Predator? I don't quite know. Like, the original Predator has things in it that I'm not too fussed about. So I'll just say this now. Obviously, Predator is number one in my ranking. Um, in that, like, you know, the big beefy sort of Carl Weathers, Arnold Schwarzenegger, that's clap hands and zooming on our biceps and all that kind of stuff. Um, but obviously it's become a bit more of a, of a of a viral internet thing with all the quotes and stuff like that. If it bleeds, we can kill it, which gets referenced again in Prey. And I don't know if it's just because of the amount of times that I've seen the original Predator, and then the amount of times I've seen Prey, which is obviously just once at this point, maybe with further viewings, it might sneak up there. But again, I think if you're a Predator fan and you are just wondering whether or not you should watch this thing over the weekend or whether or not because you weren't a fan of the Predator or Predators, that it's just going to, again, ruin your original love of the franchise or your original love of the first film, don't worry about that. I think you should go into this with an open mind. I think you'll really enjoy it. And again, 99 minutes, it's not going to take too much up, too much of your time. So again, a, a good film. A, Prey is a good film. And I would recommend it in the US if you've got Hulu, in the UK if you've got Disney Plus. I'm not too sure where it is on other streaming platforms in other countries. 
But again, I'd recommend it. I'd recommend that you give it a go this weekend if you're looking for something to watch. So thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much for watching. If you want to help sponsor the podcast, sponsor the podcast, help support the podcast, you can go to our sponsor, Offworld Tees, and use the code FARAND, that's F-A-R-R-A-N-D, for 15% off your order. You can go over to Twitter and follow me at Adam Farrand and at Farrand on Film. Stay safe, look after each other, and I will see you next time.